a lighthouse, a light bulb, and a mirror. And I wonder if um, perhaps any of the children could tell me what's, what's, what connects these three things, or what have they, what have they all got to do with? Well, well, one of the one of the the, the youngest child in captivity, or the oldest child in captivity, <laughs> yells out. Second, go on then. Seeing. Seeing, yes. yes. Good seeing, yeah, both good, but uh, light is the right answer though, Doris. So the oldest child in captivity gets it. But, uh, so we have, a, we have a lighthouse that directs light, that sends light out in a given direction, don't we? We have a light bulb that sends light out in all directions. The light bulb just lights the room up, doesn't it? And then we have a mirror that actually doesn't send light out, but maybe reflects light as well. And we'll talk about these uh, as we go through the service. The Bible has a lot to say about light. If we could put the first PowerPoint on. The Bible has loads to say about light as well. God has done some amazing things with light in our world as well. So, for example, has anybody seen one of these? A double rainbow, two rainbows at the same time, have you? Did you know that in the second rainbow, the colours are the other way around? I didn't know that. The next time you see one, the colours are the other way around. And uh, each drop of water reflects light twice. That's why we get a double rainbow. Anybody recognise that? It's a group of stars. No, it's called the Seven Sisters. Any amateur astronomers? No? I, I, I think that's very recognisable. That's not the plough. That's the seven, that's the, the Pleiades. Well, only if you blow it up. You're all arguing with me here this morning. It's not the plough, right? This is not the plough. Stop talking about ploughs, right? This is in the constellation of Orion, the hunter. There's his shoulders, there's his ankles. There's his belt, and there's his sword, and right there in his sword you get this group of stars. You can see it with your eyes. But light is also the fastest thing in the universe. Go on. I'm not getting how it works. Oh, you know you don't get how that's a hunter, how that's a person. Okay. There's his head, there's his shoulders, there's his ankles, right? That's his belt, that's his sword. I'm a bit wobbly there, but Looks like a... <laughs> no, calm down, right. He is Orion the Hunter, and he has the, console- the uh, group of stars in it called the Pleiades. But light is the fastest thing in the universe, uh, travelling at 300,000 kilometres a second, or 186,000 miles, which means if you directed a beam of light around the world, it would go around the world seven times in one second. That's how fast light is. What about this? Who can tell me this? What colour is the sun? Go on. Red? Yellow? Go on, what else? Colours? White. It's actually, it, it, when you, if you look at the sun in space, from, this is from the International Space Station, it's actually white. It's actually white. It looks yellow, though, through, our, through the air, through the atmosphere of the world. Or often it's grey, but when you see it, it's yellow. But... Actually, if you went out into space, it would be white. Uh, who, has anybody here seen the Northern Lights? Very fortunate. The Aurora. Have you seen them? 
amazing. I'll tell you what, I don't have a bucket list of things I want to see before I die, but if I did want to see things before I die, this would be one of them. Fancy looking up and seeing that. Fancy just looking up into the sky and seeing that. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? That's what God has done with light in our world, in our universe, the things he has done. Well, the Bible also has lots of things to say about light. And today, we will look at three things. I am the light of the world, said Jesus. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, a bit like a lighthouse. Then Jesus also says in John's Gospel, light has come into the world, but men seem to love darkness instead of light. We'll talk about that. And then lastly, let your light shine before men so they can see your good deeds. Let your light shine before men so they can see your good deeds. Jesus said all three of those things. Why did he talk so much about light? We will talk about that. But let's pray as we start this morning. You are the light of the world, said Jesus. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither does anyone light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand where it gives light to the whole house. So let your light shine before men. Let your light shine. Lord, as we hear these words and as we realize that you are the light that came into the world, you are the one who gives light to us today in this world, and you are the one, Lord, who asks us to shine for you, help us to understand these things this morning, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. But first, Phil will lead us in worship. down at the front, that's great, or on the steps if you wish, wherever you want. Now, Pat, you've got the microphone there. This is an electric light bulb, isn't it? Yeah? Yeah? And no bulb could, what do we need for light to light an electric bulb? Right, so no bulb can light without electricity, can it? It's impossible, isn't it? Yeah? It's impossible for a light bulb to light without electricity, what? I think you must be, you must have imagined it. But Pat will bring us a, a story now about a house that didn't have electricity. And for this, we need the lights off, don't we? And uh, it's hard to say. It was the Americans that invented it. And so, over in America, uh, they were were going to launch the first light bulb. And they needed a family that were willing to have the light in their house, to be the very first house to have electric light. Now, what would they need in their house before they could have electric light? What would they need? Yes. Electricity. How are they going to get it there? How are they going to get the electricity to the house? Think about how it gets to our house, yeah? 
well done, that's right, through wires. So somebody had to have all these wires fixed up in their house. So the workman had to come in and make all these holes in the wall and put all these wires in. And then what did they need to make the light? Light bulbs. So they had to put all the light bulbs into the house, and they were very big ones, and they were clear, and they had a little filament, quite a big filament, that went in them, and they looked quite scary. If you'd never seen a light bulb before, they didn't like the look of it. Anyway, there were two families in this place that might uh, agree to have light in their house for the first time. One family were called the McDonald's, and one family were called the O'Leary's. I was going to do the accents to go with it, but I, it was rubbish. <laughs> so we're not doing that. Um, and they, so that the uh, people who wanted to um, light up the house came and asked them, you know, Mr. McDonald, would you agree to have your house wired up and have these bulbs put in it so that you can have the first electric light? He wasn't sure. He thought, I'll give you time to think about it. And then he went to the other family that were called the O'Leary's, and he said, I wonder if you would agree to have your house wired up for electricity and have the bulbs put in ready for next week because we want to show everybody this wonderful invention that we've made. Mr. O'Leary said, oh, no, I don't want them in my house. I don't want a load of workmen in my house chopping it all about and... Anyway, I don't like the look of those things. They look evil. They look nasty. So he refused. What are they going to do? Well, they went back to Mr. MacDonald the next week, and he thought about it, and he thought, well, it might be quite exciting. And all the people in the town want to come. They'll all come around my house to watch this great event when we put on the light bulbs. And so he said, yes, okay. You can do it in my house. So everybody was very excited, and the, and the workmen came along, and they put all the wiring in, in all the rooms. They wanted to make it a really big splash, so they wanted the lights to be on everywhere. And they put all the light bulbs in, all the light fittings, and it came the day to switch on the electricity. So they announced it in the town, and everybody in the town all came, just as if the Queen was going. They all came and gathered around the house and the garden, and down the streets, all waiting for this moment. Well, you can imagine, can't you? They switched the switch, and the whole house lit up. Wow, brighter than it had ever been before. Look how beautiful it looks. And then people were so excited, they wanted to come in and see where this light was coming from. So they started to get nearer, and some of the people looked in, and they went, Eh! What do you think they were looking at? They went, this is horrible. Do you know why? Can you think why it might be? I bet you can. No. Have a go, yeah. No, it wasn't the wires, Emily. Yes. No, it wasn't the look of the light bulb. They liked that. They thought that was lovely. I'll give you one more chance. Remember how they hadn't been lit up before? They'd only had candles or gas lamps before. Yes? No? 
No, it wasn't too bright. <laughs> I'm going to have to tell them, aren't I? It was filthy. <laughs> the house was filthy. Look, it looked like this. Because they'd only had candles before and gas lamps, and they make lots of dirt anyway, don't they? There's sort of ash comes off them. And over the years, all that dirt had got on everything in the house, and it looked like that. Oh, how embarrassing for the McDonald family. Because they'd never seen it like that. They couldn't see all that dirt with the candles, could they? Well, how terrible. What were they going to do? Well, they did the right thing. They set about cleaning their house up because they didn't want... They still wanted the light bulbs, didn't they? They loved the look of the light bulbs. And so they set about cleaning their house and everybody in the family, all the grannies and grandpas and the aunties and uncles, they all came round and they scrubbed and they cleaned and they did a wonderful job until their house looked like this. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Everybody came round to have a look. Oh, it's so beautiful. And so, what do you think the O'Leary's thought? Because they were the ones that didn't volunteer their house. What do you think they thought? They thought they'd say yes. And they wanted to have a light bulb in their house as well. No, it's not good news. They didn't want to. They said, no, we don't want to. We don't want a light bulb in our house. We don't want people to see our house looking like that. So, they stayed with their candles. They stayed in the dark. What's the message from that story, do you think? Yes. <laughs> I forgot. What's the story teaching us about the light of God, the light of the Lord? Yes. You forgot. that we would like to think that everybody wants to see God's light, Emily. That's very true. But the fact is, a lot of people don't. A lot of people prefer to stay in the darkness because they haven't just got to clean up their, their house, they've got to clean up their lives, haven't they? To, leave, to live the way God wants us to live, we have to clean up our lives. And that means we have to behave like the Bible tells us. We have to follow the rules of the Bible and we have to be as near to Jesus as we can. We have to live a life like Jesus, which he didn't do anything wrong, did he? It's very hard. But we have to start off, some people have to start off by giving up drinking too much or by giving up being cross all the time and angry with people or you know, all sorts of things that are hard to stop if you've been like that all your life. So the story is telling us that, that Many people still prefer, as um, Chris said right at the beginning, prefer to stay in the darkness because it's less effort. They haven't got to bother to clean up. They'd rather stay in the darkness. So think about it. It's a very strong message, isn't it? Thank you very much, Pat. So just to summarize what we've seen so far, then, we've seen that God's light is like a lighthouse. It shines out in a direction. It tells us which way to go, doesn't it? But it doesn't change. Just if we want it to change, it doesn't change. We've also seen that God's light is like a light bulb as well sometimes, lighting up everything, showing us what's good, but also showing us what's wrong in our lives. And that can be uncomfortable. Sometimes we prefer not to see it. 
There's a confession that we sometimes use, that sometimes that says, uh, uh, we forgive us for the sins <clears throat> that we know about, and forgive us for the sins that we've forgotten about because we've become used to them. Well, I always use this kind of language at work, and it's okay. I always watch this sort of thing on the TV, which I shouldn't really, but it's 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 okay. And you know, I always cheat. I, I never let anybody in in front of me when I'm driving, but that's what everybody else does. And we can use all these excuses to live in the dark, to live in the dark ourselves. I think we will now have Darren. Over to you, my friend. Pushed it some more, yeah? With his coffee bar style happy birthday. Who's next in March? Is it you, Jonathan? What are you going to do? Operatic. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. That was, that was wonderful. Really good. And I've just noticed one or two lanterns, which I'd forgotten about. If you've got a lantern or anything that lights, please, could you bring it out? And we'll light it up. Let's do it. Oh, is it? Okay, can, can you? Great, fantastic. Yes, I don't, don't need to set fire to it. In case people are a bit nervous because they know about my past. Oh, wow, look at that, fantastic. Yeah, in case people think that I do have a, a past involving pyrotechnics, but it was a long time ago, and I've been forgiven. So, And we've got a fire blanket. Um, I'm going to carry on. So our third and last message. Uh, put the PowerPoint back on, please, Simon. Great. So we've talked about God's light as a lighthouse. We've talked about God's light as a light bulb. Uh, a lighthouse to direct as a light bulb to show us when things are right, but also when things are wrong. Jesus also said, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine before men. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think about trying to be a light in the world, I, I'm pretty nervous about that, and I feel pretty inadequate. I don't feel like a lighthouse. Most of the time, I don't feel like a lighthouse at all. In fact, sometimes I wonder if there's any light in me at all. But we have to remember that God doesn't ask us to be the lighthouse. He is the lighthouse. He is the, he is the one who beams light out in all directions. He's the one who does that. We just have to be smaller lights, or a little bit like a mirror. This is, a, this is our mirror. I use this mirror every morning to make sure that every hair is in place. Hey, When I don't know about when I was uh, a lot younger, I used to have a, a little square mirror on a kind of tile. I used to have proper toys as well, so don't go ringing child line up or anything. But. So I used to play with this mirror in my house when the sun would beam through the window, and you can use a mirror to light up any dark corner of your house, and it lights it up bright as though the light was there. Or maybe you did what I did sometimes at school, and, you know, during a lesson you'd use your watch just to catch somebody, a girl at the other side of the class, right where it hurts in the centre of her eye, something like that. You know, I saw somebody do that one. I saw them. I told them not to do it. But... Uh, it's a little bit more like that. God doesn't ask us to be burning bright, burning lights, burning out. But he does say, I want you to reflect some of my light into the world. In that sense, I want you to be a light. 
to reflect light. Now, what does it mean then to, to, to be a light, to be a light for Jesus? Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Let your light shine. What does that mean? Well, I, I heard a story recently, and in fact it's Pat's story, and uh, she shared a little bit of it two weeks ago in the service. So Pat uh, has a son called Ben, and Ben uh, is now 40 years old, and he came to church until he was 14 years old, roughly. So 14 to 40, hasn't really been in church, hasn't got baptised, hasn't read the Bible, hasn't prayed, not interested, not interested. But he has occasionally asked Pat some odd questions, hasn't he, about life and what's going on. And then a couple of months ago, uh, Pat and Ben were out walking somewhere, and Ben suddenly turns to Pat and asks this question and suddenly says, Mum, do you think I'm a spiritual person? Do you think I'm a spiritual person? That's an interesting question. Where did that come from? And Pat thinks about it and then says, well, I think you're a good person. You try to do the right thing. But actually, no, I don't think you are a spiritual person. I don't think you are. And then Ben comes out up with this line out of the blue. But mum, I want to be like you. That's great. I want to be like you. He's seen something, hasn't he, in his mum's life. And what has Pat been doing? I don't think she's been a lighthouse. I don't think she's felt like a lighthouse all those years, you know. She's prayed for him. She said grace at meals. And all the kids were laughing their heads off. They thought that was hilarious. But she carried on doing it. She's answered questions when they've asked. She's tried to be their mum. She's been a light, just reflecting God's light into their house, into their lives. And long story short, Ben is now looking at churches and looking at the idea of going to church some way to go yet, but that's where he is, him and his family. And what a great story, just being a light, just being, just reflecting God's light. And sometimes God calls us to do that, to perhaps uh, reflect a bit of light at school, to speak to that boy or girl who nobody else wants to speak to. Or to reflect a bit of his light in the office, to be the one who is known because you have a listening ear, you're the one that people come to when they want to chat. You've always got time for them. God asks us to reflect that light around us. So, and, and, and mirrors can make amazing amounts of light, astonishing amounts of light. Mirrors can actually be light. And God asks us to shine a light in, the, in wherever we are, in the, wherever he places us. So let me just um, summarize what we've done today. We've talked about God's light as a lighthouse, directing us, guiding us. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I'm the lighthouse, right? Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. We've talked about God's light like electricity or like a light bulb that lights up all around us. And sometimes that lights up things we, we didn't really want to see because we got used to them. And Jesus said, light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light sometimes. We have to be careful that we don't love darkness instead of light. And then lastly, we've talked about shining a light for Jesus. We don't have to be a lighthouse. But God says, I want you to reflect some of my light into your world, wherever you are, at school, at home, at work. And Jesus said, let your light shine before men so they can see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven.